0: This morning's reading is taken from John, chapter 21, verses 1 to 14. Jesus and the Miraculous Catch of Fish Afterwards, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. It happened this way. (coughs) Simon Peter, Thomas, called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you've just caught. Simon Peter climbed aboard and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three after he was raised from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Well, good morning, everyone. Lovely to be with you today. One of my favourite quiz shows is Question of Sport. don't know if anybody else likes that. And one of the uh, questions often on it is, what happens next? So we're going to show, uh, James is hopefully going to show us a little clip. You have to watch very, very carefully to see what happens next. Thanks, James. the anticipation we've got four men on the court wimbledon what happens next maybe a bird flies in maybe somebody does a streak along the side of the court we don't know let's see what happens next please
0: <laughs> <laughs> got stuck in the throat the <laughs>
1: I don't know if you were able to see that clearly but the ball was served and the ball got caught in the throat of the racket who was going to expect that ever to happen and for the disciples as we read in this passage I think they were at the stage of what on earth is going to happen next they've been on a bit of a roller coaster ride just a few weeks previously to this they had seen their leader arrested and crucified and then they saw Jesus on resurrection day and then they saw him again a week later and now they've gone they've taken that road journey and gone up north um, if we can see the map they've gone up north to Galilee where Jesus told them he would meet them now it was about 80 miles north from Jerusalem where they were going for me that probably would have taken about two weeks walking but hopefully for the disciples it was maybe three four days can you imagine what they were talking about. You know, were they still confused? Jesus wasn't with them at the minute. Were they bewildered about all the things that had already happened? Were they excited because they were hopefully going to meet Jesus again? Were they frightened because they'd been frightened in Jerusalem? For some of the disciples, Galilee was their home And often I think we retreat into our homes. It's somewhere safe, isn't it? Somewhere where we can feel comfortable and safe. So they went back home. They started to do what they often did and went out fishing one night in a boat. But what happened? They caught nothing. They toiled all night and caught nothing. And they weren't successful until they listened to this stranger on the the shore. And once again, they, they took this bit of advice, they threw their net in, and they got the miraculous catch of fish. What happened? next? Well, it tells us in John 21, verse 7, then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. John had recognized Jesus' voice. What did Peter do? Impetuous Peter immediately jumped into the water, swam ashore to get to Jesus. John and the rest of the disciples brought the boat in with the the fish just dragging behind them in the net. They didn't even take time to haul it onto the boat. Their focus was on reaching Jesus as soon as possible. They recognized his voice. Now, like the disciples, we don't always know what's going to happen next. We can't tell the future. Who on earth would have believed that a year ago, or just over a year ago, we would have been expecting to to wear face masks and to have been isolated for such a long time and not been able to meet together? This pandemic has been described as a crisis for us as individuals, for the economy of the country, Especially for our NHS and now throughout the world, there's a crisis. What is going to happen next? In the late 1950s, President John F. Kennedy was making a speech, and in it, he was referring to the growth of the Soviet Union and how it was being seen as a growing threat to the Western worlds. And he described this crisis by explaining that the word crisis in the Chinese um, picture alphabet is made up of two characters. One of the characters actually is danger, and the other character is opportunity. And Kennedy said, we need to be aware of the danger, but recognize the opportunity. Yes, we do need to be aware of the danger of COVID-19. For many, life has changed dramatically. Some have lost their jobs. Some have endured deprivations. Others have suffered mentally. Others are suffering physically from the disease. And over 127,000 people within the UK have died. And we know throughout the world, many countries are experiencing even worse statistics than that. But it's also been a time of opportunity for us. People have had a chance to reflect on life. And because of that, some are changing career, changing tack in their working life, maybe working from home more than what they used to. Others have hopefully used it to get to know their neighbors, to show practical support to those roundabout. And hopefully our society has learnt that we have to have more equality and to aim to close those discrepancies between the rich and the poor. And there have been reports of many services and churches being seen online by, by more people than they've ever had. There's been online alpha courses And many are seeking to discover meaning in life and spiritually coming to know Jesus and to deepen their relationship with God. To recognize the voice of Jesus, just the way John did early on that morning. And so I just want to to throw out to you, do you recognize the voice of God in your life? You see, the disciples had spent three years with Jesus. They they focused and were with him all the time. Do we keep our eyes on Jesus? You know, it's important to see what he's saying to us. Because he wants to be able to give us that inspiration and creation and his presence to help us in our day-to-day life. As the disciples were unsure of what the future would hold for them, the leadership here at St. Jude's have been utilizing the time of coming out of lockdown to see what the future is going to hold for us as a church to see what God's vision for us might be. They've discerned that the, the purpose is to make Jesus the heart of South sea. Isn't that brilliant? We want to make Jesus the heart, not just of those of us here in church, but to somehow aim to make Jesus the heart of South sea. And Neil and Adam have, have recently shared that our main values are to be Bible-based and spirit-led. Now, I know that some people, not many, I don't think, but on the very few have actually heard the voice of God, audibly heard the voice of God. But for most of us, this is how we hear God speaking to us. Through his word, as the Spirit leads us, we can learn so much from reading the Bible. It's it's not a dead book. It's an alive book. You know, just even for this morning, as I was reading through this passage, there were so many little rabbit holes I could have gone down. So many different things to share. Um, it, there's just... God can speak to us as we meditate and look at his word. Adam and Neil have asked us to discern what God wants us to do as we follow the government's roadmap and these restrictions, um, lessen and ease as we come out of lockdown. What is it going to be like at St. Jude's? Are we going to return to what we used to do? Or are we going to cast our nets in another way? Perhaps do other things? I don't know. They've asked us as the family here to listen, to recognize God's voice, to show us what the way ahead is, to focus on Jesus. One of the lovely things, I think is the fact that Jesus who could so easily on that Easter Sunday morning gone to the temple gone into the city showed his resurrection to his resurrected body to thousands of people and said look i have risen from the dead but he didn't he went to his friends he spent time with them his intimate friends, the apostles, his disciples. And that's the same that he wants to do today for each one of us. He wants to spend time with us. He wants us to have an intimate journey with him. Whatever situation we're in, not just on a Sunday when we come to worship together, but in our day-to-day life at home, even alone at home, Jesus wants us to know he's there with us in our workplace, by the bedside of a loved one, even on holiday. Jesus wants to be with us. But you know, he doesn't force himself onto us. He invites us to come, just as it was in verse 13. Or 12, come, Jesus said to the disciples, come and have breakfast. And throughout the Gospels, Jesus invites us to come, to come and see. To come and find rest. To come and learn. To come to him and drink, to come and follow him, to come and be with him, to come and take your inheritance. He wants us to respond individually to that invitation of coming, to be intimate with him, of knowing him. And if you're listening to this online or here today, just ask yourself, have I followed that? Have I come to Jesus? Have I given my all to him? The disciples did so when their lives changed dramatically. They, it wasn't an easy life, and God doesn't promise it that it's easy for us either, but it's a wonderful life to be able to serve him. I want to do what Jesus asks of me. I want to have the courage and the energy to cast my net wherever it is Jesus wants me to do. I want to serve him here in South sea. And I'm sure that you do too. As a family, as a church family, we can make such a difference if we listen to his voice and follow him. And best of all, I know that one day I have that sure and certain hope that I'm going to see his face, perhaps even have a barbecue on the beach with him in the way the disciples did. You see, Jesus is our living hope. And we're going to sing a song in a minute. And just some of the words from that song. The King of Kings calls me his own. Beautiful Savior. I'm yours forever. Jesus Christ, my living hope. I hope you can sing that with all your heart. When you're at home, sing out loud. When we're here, may we sing it in our hearts. Amen.